take it for granted. We thank you, Father God, that you're going to have your way in this service, and you're going to have your way with us, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that we're going to grow. We thank you, Father God, we are not going to leave here the same. I thank you, Father God, that we're going to continue to mature as Christians, and we thank you for it. And all the glory and praise goes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Hallelujah. Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you can be seated. So I want to tell you why we, some of you, why we have a table here. <laughs> I had a total hip replacement on the right-hand side December 1st. This is the first day I've driven <laughs> to uh, a car. <laughs> I haven't been to a store since November. Anyway... <laughs> Been in, uh, but um, God is good, yeah. and um, all I can say is that Sonia hit a, a lot of things on the head that I had planned to say, but I mean, like the vision. I was going to say something to you about get a vision for twenty three. We're in times in the country like we've never been before. And you need to say, this is what I want for my family. This is what I want for my nation. This is what I want myself. I want to keep moving and going forward. Get that vision, write it down, what you really want. And God wants you to have it. He wants you to write that vision down and then say it every day. Just like we've got a huge vision to fix up this sanctuary. <laughs> I mean, we were going to get new lighting, which we need because it's dull in here always. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the light of God's here, but, uh, but the lighting is at me. <laughs> um, and uh, just, you know, improved sound system and, and good microphones and, and new carpet for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and this is huge carpet and in there too because God doesn't want a bunch of torn stuff but we want to represent him in a good way and you should have a vision for yourself that you're going to move ahead because if you're following God God wants you to prosper he wants you to have abundance but he's the source of it People think they got to work two jobs and all these things, but, but it's not that. He wants you. He, I, I can tell you, oh, you know, okay, so here I, you know what? I mean, you can't say that somebody that's 83 years old and still kicking, that they don't know some things from the past. There's, there's words like, I'll talk to my grandson and I said, well, you know, everybody's coming over to our house today. But I said, you know, I, I hate that I'm not furnishing, furnishing any food. And he said, furnish. That's really a different word. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry, John, but it's the truth. 
No, and, and I, I, we talk, I mean, Mary said she was teaching in the, in the little children's, and they said, well, you know, we can dial this, this radio, or I don't know what she said. They said, what does dial mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I came from a crank phone. Come on. <laughs> okay, anyway, enough of all this. Okay. <laughs> I didn't expect to say all that. Here, here's another thing. I pulled this notebook up, which I had, and this was one of the prophecies Pastor Ike had given. He said, and he said it to me, a time will come when the children born in this place and raised in this place will be the biggest mouthpiece for God in the state of Nebraska and in the United States of America. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, I keep those on hand. Keep saying it and keep saying it. And then he's, you know what? Uh, he said a lot of things. In fact, I just want to tell you something. Um, okay, I am a big, have a big stance on healing. And, um, okay, so why did I have to get a hip replacement? <laughs> All right. No, I know. Because, you know, I look at myself. Okay, all of a sudden, I get a phone call when I'm home about mm, probably the fall, maybe December, right after I got home from the hospital. And it was from Dr. Michael Jacobs, who is a prophet. <laughs> and he's only been here once. And he said... I, 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 in fact, I wasn't available then. I was probably in bed or taking a nap because I'm you know, when you first come home, you're kind of okay. So, um, and he said, I've been thinking about you since right after Thanksgiving. And he said, there, there, there must be something going on with you. And he said, so I've been praying for you. Wow. wow. I mean, that, that, surprised me and so then I tried to call him back and then he did he wasn't there then <laughs> he tried to call me back again finally we connected the other day and I just want to say this because sometimes you know you teach healing and, and I really believe in healing and have been healed of many things that healed fast but you say God what what is this and he said, I wanted to tell you what the Lord showed me. He said, do you remember when Kenneth Hagin, you know, and I've read all of Kenneth Hagin's books. So I'm just going to stand up when I can. Okay, so <laughs> Kenneth Hagin, he, he was believing for a lot of things because I think he had gone, he had come from preaching on the road and, and actually then was a pastor for a while. And... His wife said, Kenneth, will you please help me believe for new drapes? And he said, my faith is so full, believing for things in the church, believing for a home, believing for a different car, believing that I'll get enough salary. Maybe it was he went from pastor to on the road. That's what it was, and he wasn't getting any, hardly any money. And he said, I'm believing for, for my, to support my family. And he said, I, my faith is so full, I can't believe you're going to have to believe for the drapes. 
do you see? And I, my faith is huge to fix up this church. I don't even care about my house. I really don't. I got to get, I mean, you, she, she kept urging me on, you know, even to get that car. And finally we got the car. <laughs> but, but she keeps saying about a, you know, house and, a, and but, but it's, it's, this just comes first. And my, you know, and your faith gets stuffed. And that, and I said, thank you. Because I literally had been crying in kind of condemnation. You know, what, what, what kind of example am I to the people in the church and so forth and so on? And, um, and then, you know, the enemy would condemn me, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, and you're kind of uh, physically, when you're physically not right, it's easy to get that. See, just know, and I knew that. Because you have to, when you're physically strong, it's easier to believe. It's easier for all those things. And you know what? Here he comes. A prophet <laughs> calls me. And one that's pretty big. <laughs> and he, he just said, uh, you know, he really encouraged me in that, that, uh, you know, the Lord showed me that your faith was too big and and that was why. And he said, don't get it. And I said, oh, my gosh, you hit it right on the head. I never told him a thing. Or, you know, I hadn't called him. So just, just know that. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, like, even honey, my honey will say to me, Can, okay, you know what? Be praying. Be believing for it. And I think, oh, I got a list like this already. So, I mean, sometimes we, even as couples, you believe for something, he believes for something or something. Because you, when you get the stack like this, make your faith strong, but write it down every day. Nancy Dufresne says she gets up and says, thank you for all the finances to do this, 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 to travel on the road, to get TV, to, for, all, for all these things. And it's all for the kingdom of God. Yeah. But write it down and it can be personal too. Yeah. So see that whole thing about the vision. This word of God contains everything you'll ever want to hear. Everything. And even in my notes, I had something about the family too. About, in fact, okay. Well, so went over and over and over this thing. And um, we're going to talk about the Word was made flesh. The Word of God. Okay, first of all, why did Jesus even have to come to earth? And it, and it, it was because God had made Adam the God of this world. You know what? Everything that Adam and Eve had was just like God. Along came this serpent. And you know, that serpent had legs. His legs were cut off because he had tempted Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve sold out the world system. They sold out the universe to the devil. And Jesus, or God, had, God the Father had to have a plan to take it back. Okay, come on. Aren't you interested in this? Because I want to tell you something. 
the word can be made flesh in your life also. That's why I'm saying this. It was the word of God given by the angel to Mary. And we're going we're gonna to go over that. See, people say, well, why didn't God just destroy the devil? Why, why didn't he do that? Because Adam's treason was done on such a legal basis because he made a covenant with man. Just like a husband and wife make a covenant with each other when they get married, they should. And it's made on a legal basis. In order to get rid of that marriage, you've got to get a legal divorce. Well, God could not legally, besides that, Satan is a spirit. And you can't kill a spirit. Okay. So, you know what? So Adam's treason. So Adam sold out to Satan and he became the god of the world system. Now I want to tell you, put up there, okay, do you have the scriptures? Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Out of the Amplified. And you know what? Satan is still the god of the world system. That's why I keep telling you and telling you, and I might be beaten on this table. <laughs> hey. Anyway, that you cannot, it's not good to go to the world system for your answers. God made it. Okay, it says, for the God of this world has blinded the unbeliever's mind. What did I just say? Whose mind? Unbelievers. That they should not discern the truth. There is really only one truth and it's in here. Okay. Preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel. We, we, okay. Oh, well, this church stuff. You know, you got to go to church, you know. Sit there and it's boring. No, it's not boring to somebody who's excited. When when you're full of God, I wasn't always this way. <laughs> See, and you can you could stir yourself up, stir like she stirs herself up at home, or she wouldn't be able to do that. There's an anointing on that. You stir yourself up with God daily. And when you do that, then the, the illuminating light of the truth instead of what's in the world's system, the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is the image and likeness of God. Okay, you know what? Okay, here's a big hint with this scripture. Leave it up there. Did I say it the right way? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote all these scriptures down. Let's pray this right now. <laughs> Father God, and like, because you said that about the family, and the Lord told me yeah. to do this. Okay, so Father God, in the name of Jesus, for our loved ones, those at home, those outside of our home, those who have gone, even, even maybe classmates or friends, Lord God, we bind every mind-blinding, mind-binding spirit of darkness, Lord God. And we command those spirits to cease and desist in every maneuver and activity against our loved ones. And we put the blood of Jesus around them right now. 
And Lord, we ask you that the Lord of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into their life. And the kind of labor we're asking you, Lord, if they're intellectual people, send an intellectual laborer. If they are however kind of person they are, send that kind of a person that they will listen to them, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, that you are removing those blinders from their eyes and the stuffing from their ears. In fact, we command Satan to do that. You remove your hands off of their eyes, blinding their eyes in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for their salvation. And for those people who have backslid, Lord God, and who once knew Jesus, Lord, we say, wake up, thou that sleepest, and rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. I tell you, you can sit here and you could be, see, that's, that's for the person who's sitting here going to sleep. Don't make a habit of that. You're going to miss out on something. So Satan became, what, what happened when Satan became the god of this world? Spiritual death came, in, came to Adam. Radical separation from God. And here's, here's the deal. Evil's, Satan's evil, rebellious nature came down to every person that's born since Adam goofed up. And let me stand on this one. Every single person has to be born again. Every person. Now, I'll say this. When a baby dies, at, you know, if you had a miscarriage or a baby dies, they will go straight to heaven because they're not accountable. See, and I remember, Mar Margaret, you're sitting right there. I've used you so many times with that. But she came to me crying for the first time. I said something about that because she had had a miscarriage. And they told her that the baby would never go to heaven. Didn't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, the, <laughs> the church I came from said the same thing, unless it was baptized. See, I had my degree in nursing. And they told us at when, that if a baby died, I went to Creighton University. And uh, that if a baby died or there was a miscarriage as a nurse, that we should take break even anything that, you know, the, the thing that was around it and baptize it, that we could baptize then. <laughs> because if we did not, the baby would not go to heaven. I, I remember that. <laughs> and I want to tell you folks, I went to church for 40 years. No one ever told me I had to be born again. No one ever told me that I should make Jesus the Lord of my life. But they didn't know any better. I couldn't. I can't blame them. I'm not mad at them. I'm not. Because they didn't know any better either. But see, there's a huge difference between religion and, and being real with God. Or just sitting there and being bored. You have to do something about your life. Hey, I'm not going to sit around with this. I got too much to do. In fact, I'm a little mad because I'm limping a little bit. 
but I, I'm going to physical therapy next week deliberately to get rid of it. <laughs> and see, somebody said, well, it's memory because I was limping and that's why I had it done in the first place. And sometimes there's muscle memory. And they actually told me that, so I got to unmuscle the memory of my muscle. <laughs> By the way, this is for the Ministry of Health. Not these, though. <laughs> anyway. Okay, back. Back to this. See, Satan's rebellion honestly did pass down to all people. And every person is born with a sin nature. Every person, and they have to get born again. Jesus said to the Pharisees, those were the priests, those were the, the pastors of the synagogue, of, of, of the churches of that day. And he says, you are of your father, the devil. Now just think, your father's the devil? Oh. Our father was the devil. Ah. See, but God had a plan from the foundations of the world. And he worked, he worked with, with guys like Abraham and Noah, but especially Abraham. Because it says, we are now the seed of Abraham. Oh, so what happened was, and maybe you've heard this, he asked Abraham to sacrifice his son on Mount Moriah. And, you know, Abraham waited. He was 100 years old. Sarah was 90 before they even had that one baby. He was waiting for that baby for years. Now, the, the uh, Isaac was... was uh, I don't know. He was older, though. I mean, he could have taken his dad and thrown him down. <laughs> I mean, he was in his 20s, 19, I don't know, 30s, I'm not sure. Yeah, he, I mean, he could, but he trusted his father. And he says, let's go sacrifice an animal, or let's go sacrifice on Mount Moriah. And what God had told him, you sacrifice him. You sacrifice your son. Think you're going to sacrifice your son that just got married. Think about that. Can you, could you sacrifice your child? <laughs> Even the girls. <laughs> but I mean, especially. Okay, now Mount Moriah was also where Jesus was crucified. Did you know that? Isn't that something? See, that's a type and a shadow. Jesus Christ was, was, was uh, crucified on Mount Moriah. The same place Abraham, so Abraham got so far that he raised his knife. And Isaac said, where, where is the animal that we're to sacrifice? And they saw something in the bushes and sacrificed that. But God, Abraham, trusted God to such a point that it was counted to him as righteous. We are born again. Abraham had no chance to be born again, and do we trust God? Wow. You know what? The only way you're going to get that is by getting in this and by repeating it all the time, by, by every day coming and saying, I'm the, like she was saying, who we are in Christ. It's so important. As, here's one of them. As God is, so am I in this world. He made us just like him, just like... The Garden of Eden came back, but it came to live in our heart. The Garden of Eden is in our heart. 
See, that, that was the, the mystery behind getting, getting uh, Satan. You know what I mean? He, God, ha ha, overruled him. And he says, I'm just going to do it, put it in their heart. But see, we're the ones who have to pull it out of our heart. Folks, this is all true. I did spend 40 years <laughs> in a place where I was getting nowhere. And I felt it. Religion. They didn't mean it. They were good people. They were sweet people. But I was part of them. I mean, I loved them. I loved all those people. And God loves them. But, but this is where it's at. It's, that's why people get, I mean, people will come in here. I, I, you know, one of my granddaughters asked a friend, and she was just like, oh, oh, my gosh. She got uncomfortable with the way we act. I mean, well, you don't realize the raising of hands and getting all excited about the praise and worship and see that anointing falls. It's not just dead, boring hymns. And when it's dead, boring hymns to you, you better do something about your spirit. Okay, so anyway, Abraham trusted God, and he didn't even have a chance. That's why we're the seed of Abraham. So this was, okay, Genesis 3.15, it says, now the scriptures that I say, and I, you don't have to put them up there if I didn't put them down, but when God was telling the serpent that he was cursed, the serpent that trapped Adam and Eve. Yeah. He said, I will put enmity, enmity means strife, division, between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. Yeah. Hey, first of all, the seed is not in the woman. And it shall bruise your head. That seed was going to bruise the head of Satan. But he said to Satan, you're going to bruise his heel. And that was on the cross. Because, okay, um, in the Oriental language, bruising the head means breaking the lordship of a ruler. So Jesus broke the lordship of Satan over us. Quit believing his lies. I have to do this too. Because he will, he has little demonic spirits that come around, bring deception to you, make you bored, make you do this, make you do that, and whisper in your ear. And that, that deceiving spirit though, you don't even realize you're deceived until you look back on yourself later. But he broke the lordship, but, but Satan did bruise his heel on the cross. Now, 750 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied, Isaiah 714. And it says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign and a virgin, a virgin, a virgin, a virgin shall conceive. Huh? <laughs> And bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Thank you for singing Emmanuel today. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, go to Isaiah 9, uh, 6 and 7. 
I didn't write this one down because I thought, okay, because I love that scripture. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. You know what? You could pray that for the nation. And his name shall be called, he's wonderful, and he is wonderful. He's a counselor. He's the best counselor. I'll tell you what. You want to get what? what? Okay. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> People have heard me and got mad at me and put it on Facebook. I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks of <laughs> A counselor and said because the Okay. This deals all the hurt you have. All the things that go wrong, even with me, are in, has something to do with the spirit. It's that book. It all starts in your spirit, man. And it could be how you were treated when you were little, all kinds of things. However, the counselors don't know that, even psychiatrists, unless they're really born again, they'll deal with the soul, the mind, will, and emotions. And the only way you can get that, the, the mind, will, and emotions back in line is to renew your mind with the word. It has to be this word. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I lived this for 40 years, and then I am 43 years past it. 40 and 43 are 83 next week. <laughs> And I got to know something by this time. <laughs> you know, I heard Nancy Dufresne say a lot of times people don't want to listen to old people. And I, I see that. See, I, I see that the respect is not quite there. Oh, and I, I love it because you guys are more dynamic. I used to be that way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know. But, but they think, yeah, they're more modern and they're going to, but you don't understand what you've seen. Practically horse and buggy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I look back on stuff and go, we come a long way, baby. <laughs> but it's interesting when you remember like, number please. And then there were like 11 people listening to your conversation. <laughs> there were. <laughs> you know, and then it came to the dial phone and, you know, all these different things. People don't even know what those are. <laughs> and, and words change too, like furnish. Or a lot of different words. I could say a lot of different kinds. Okay, now, Emmanuel, though, oh, I didn't finish, counselor, yeah. best counselor in the world, yeah. the mighty God, yeah. mighty, yeah. and you were talking about almighty, that's El Shaddai, yeah. he's yeah. almighty, yeah. he's El Shaddai, the many-breasted one yeah. who, who, who furnishes everything for you. And wants you to have finances in abundance. It's one of the names of God. Okay. The mighty God, the everlasting Father. 
He's never going to end. And the Prince of Peace. And peace is huge. Peace is huge to heal your body. Now, that word Emmanuel also means incarnation. I always think of carnation milk. <laughs> okay. But incarnation means the union of deity and humanity. God manifested in the flesh. It was the only legal way he could defeat Satan. The only legal way and get you back. But see, you had to want to get, you have to want it. But if you never hear about being born again, how are you going to want it? I never heard of it. Never heard the word, ever. See, the purpose of the incarnation was so sinful men might again be given the right to be a child of God. Okay, let's go to Luke 1, 26. 26 through 35. We're just going to read an account. Luke 1. The thing about I'm trying to gonna get to you to the point I hope <laughs> to is that the word for healing can become flesh. The word for money can become flesh. You see the money right in your hand. And there's a word for it. Because God wants you to have abundance. The more you love God, the more he gives you. And I am not kidding you. The Bible is loaded with it. But you've got to believe that. We were taught that it was wrong. Well, sure, it's, it's the people who, who, how can you take over when you can't pay your rent? That's all you're thinking about. Or you can't pay your bills. You can't pay your medical bill. You can't pay this and you can't do that. That's all that's, all that's on your mind. How can you think about God? See, God wants people to be billionaires like Donald Trump. He wants that money in the gospel so that he can preach it. The devil did that. Okay, so 26, anyway. I'm, I'm not going there and I, I can't. Just get the unbelief out of you. <laughs> 26. Now in the sixth, okay, so um, talking about Elizabeth, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee named Nazareth to a girl never having been, did I say King James or... What did I put on there? King James. I'll go to the King James. To a virgin engaged or espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her. Can you imagine this? This is real. Really happened. And it said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. However, it never said that you were supposed to worship her. And when she saw the angel, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Well, man, if a big angel appeared to you, you'd go, Ugh. even now, even though you know it. 
And the angel said, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. I want to just intersperse this in here. Second year, born again, you are translated from this black place unto this white place. Second year born again, it says in Colossians 1.13, you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. That's the kingdom of light. You've been like uh, conveyed, another one, conveyor belt. Boom, 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 boom. It's light. Whoop. Give me my sunglasses. This is true. I tell you what, I had to, to be <clears throat> officiate at a, a Indian uh, Indian funeral, and um, the uh, the first they played the drums, and I'm not kidding you, they played the drums for, and went hoy 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 it did for 20 minutes or 25 minutes, and I thought, oh boy, now it's my turn. <laughs> But see, the guy was born again. He was spirit-filled, too. You remember him? I love that guy. <laughs> I still, he's still on my phone, and all the, the music he used to send, you know, the godly music, I know, hi. <laughs> he's up in heaven. But, you know, they thought they had to put him there <laughs> or something. But anyway, the first thing I said was, there's only two kingdoms on the earth. One's the kingdom of darkness, and one's the kingdom of light. And, and what was his name again? Randy. Randy, Randy Louie, yeah. And uh, I said, he's in the kingdom of light. Yeah. <laughs> and he is up in heaven. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. enough of that. But where was I? I'm getting... Uh... Anybody know where I was? Oh, there shall be no end. That was verse 33. Then Mary said to the angel, how shall I see this knowing I haven't had sex with a man? <laughs> I mean, let's put it, that's, that's what she meant. I know not a man. And the angel answered and said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you and that holy thing which shall be born of you will be the Son of God. The Son of God. Wow. Wow. See, Mary didn't doubt that it would happen, but she wanted to know how. I don't blame her. In John 1, and you don't have to turn there, but in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then you jump down to verse 14 and said the Word, the Word, spoken Word, speaking the Word out loud, I'm healed out loud, <laughs> became flesh. Whatever you need, you speak it. 
Okay? And it dwelt among us. So the word of God was a seed. And that word that the angel spoke was the seed planted in Mary's womb. And it wouldn't have been planted, though, unless she received it. She, can, she, she actually repeated it. And she said, Mary, can, it says, Mary conceived the incorruptible seed of God's word. I want to tell you, if, if anything is incorruptible, this seed is incorruptible. You can get corn seeds and lettuce seeds and all kinds of seeds that may corrupt. I've had a huge garden in the past. And, and some of the seeds won't come up, but not God's word. Okay, and that, see, okay, so she conceived the incorruptible seed of that word spoken by the angel by believing it through the act of God, a God kind of faith. Mark 1, 11, 22 says we have the God kind of faith in us. When we believe the God kind, what God has spoken in here and believe it in our heart, and we say it with our mouth, we got it planted. Let's go back to this. So, so Mary believed the angel, and she said, verse 38, you can put it up there. It says, and Mary said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word that I'm healed. Be it unto me according to your word that I'll get the finances to do this thing. It's the truth. Okay, remember, incarnation means a union of deity and humanity. Jesus had to be totally human and he had to be totally deity in order to legally defeat the devil, the rulership of the devil. No other man on the earth, we all were born in sin. And so that's why Jesus had to be born on the earth. A miraculous, miraculous, miracle, miracle conception took place. But I want to jump back and put up there verse 37 out of the Amplified. (laughs) Because use this in prayer. See, use scriptures in prayer. You're going to get answers. Satan has blinded the minds of people, I said. 2 Corinthians 4.4. You mind-blinding spirit, you mind-binding spirit, get off of my mother. Get off of my children. Get off of my classmates. Get off of who is my sister, my brother, whoever, my friend. Do it. That's the way you pray. I command you in the name of Jesus, send labors. I did that once in this, it was one of my relatives and, and they came to me and said, my gosh, everywhere I go, I mean, I'm sitting at a ball game and the, these ladies will sit next to me and they say, they say, hey, would you like to join a Bible study? And I'm going, everywhere I go in the grocery store, I went, thank you, Lord, it's working. <laughs> I mean, and that's confirmation. Do it. This is another one to use in prayer. Verse 37 out of the Amplified. 
For with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power. Power. Or impossible of fulfillment. No word from God is impossible of fulfillment if you believe. So, uh, <laughs> use, use these things. See, God found a woman, though, that would believe and say, be it done unto me according to your word. Hey, Lord, you said by the stripes of Jesus I was healed. Be it done unto me according to your word. And then, see, actually Elizabeth said, and there shall be a performance of the things that we have said. Okay, God, perform that. Put those two script, put those scriptures together. See, use the word of God. That's what he wants to listen to. He doesn't want to listen to, oh God, you know, I'm in so much pain and you know, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I, I've got to, I've got to get going. There's lots of things I got to do. And I, he already knows all that junk. <laughs> use the word of God. This is what you said, Lord, and I am healed. See, it's not according to our feelings. It's not according to logic. It's not according to reasoning. Mary conceived the word of God in her heart. And the word of God brought conception to her womb. She went to Elizabeth and she spoke it. She told her. And she conceived the word of the angel because she believed the word spoken to her. Does this sound sort of familiar? How many people said, got born again? Amen. I actually want you to put Romans 10, 9 and 10 up there. This, come on. This is the way you get anything from God. You use his word. You don't go, oh, this is happening and my kids aren't following. And I don't know what I'm going to do. No, you mind-binding spirit. Angels, I dispatch you to go. Bring laborers. Lord of the harvest, bring a laborer into their life. Okay, so what does it say? That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Keep it saved. If you confess with your mouth that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed and believe it in your heart. Confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. Two places. Then I can be healed. Go ahead. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. We became righteous not because of all the goody two-shoe things we do. I don't care if you preach at the pulpit. If you, if you clean the bathroom, sorry. <laughs> clean the church. <laughs> Teach Sunday school. Those are all really, I mean, if you're not doing it from the heart, you can go before God and he said, I never knew you. He just, he wants you to give him your heart, give him your life. Gotta give it all to you. All of it. Everything. Don't hold back anything. 
my money, the money, that everything, my job, my kids, my, my husband, my loved ones. See, you put him first. Then he starts to work in them. Okay, we never said this. For with the heart, man believes unto healing. And with the mouth, confession is made unto being healed. Or unto salvation. Do you know the word salvation does mean healing? You believe it? All the word of God for every situation. The word of God can become flesh in your life. Okay, so then in verse 45, Elizabeth said, Blessed is she that believes, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her by the Lord. Because I believe, because I say it, there'll be a performance of your loved ones, laborers being sent into their life. Verse 49, and Mary said, He that is mighty has done great things to me. How did she know? She believed it, and she received it. You know, see, once it's conceived in your heart, it will manifest itself. It took nine months to manifest. There's things that you want in your life. There's things like you want to uh, your relatives to be saved or, or you know, or, or that type of thing. But you keep saying it. You keep saying it. And as you, the more you say something, the more it drops down in here. And you believe it. You keep saying it until it manifests itself. See, and the word was made flesh, but it took nine months later. The embryo in Mary's womb was the word of God. And it took flesh upon itself. And it says, see, that was the reentry of the glory of God to the earth. That's another whole sermon. The reentry of the glory, the glory was taken away. And when you meditate, when you confess the word of God for situations, like, and, you, and you plant a seed of the word of God, it'll, it'll get down in your heart to a point where nobody could take it away. They can put you in prison. They can torture you. It cannot be taken away. And what's the word of God? It's God speaking to you. And when the words on these pages become conceived in your heart, they get revelation knowledge of it. Then what you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth will come to pass. Not just getting born again. All of it. All of it. All of it. Okay. So see, that goes with Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say to your problem, to your mountain, you got to say something to it. You know what? Most of the time, we talk about the mountain and the problem. I'll be honest with you. I was doing that because, you, you know, you're weak when you come home from the hospital. My kids were there, you know, and they did a marvelous job. They helped me to a lot. But, um, but, you know, I said, oh, yeah, oh, Mom, I bet that's, you know, and bless their hearts because they love you. 
And, yeah. and uh, mom and I kept, you know, you, you just kept saying symptoms all the time. So I got to stop that. <laughs> I mean, it, it occurred to me, but, but see what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. God understands. And you do have to tell people how you need help sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, you don't, you get, but whosoever shall say to that mountain, yeah. the problem and shall not doubt in his heart, yeah. heart, but shall believe that whatsoever he says, 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 says. See, you could say the word and then undo it by saying a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> but if you just keep it up, it'll come to pass. Okay, folks, I, oh, come on. I, I don't know. Oh, I've heard all this stuff before. Are you doing it? Are you applying it to your life? Are you doing it? <laughs> Okay, you, we need to stir ourselves up every single day. There's a huge difference between people who are full. They're hungry, hungry, hungry. The rest of them, honestly, a demon will come and go like this to your eyes. It makes me cry to say, I, I'm just going to be real honest with you. I've seen people in here who came but stuck. And at first, they couldn't take the impact of the real word of God, of the power of the word. One girl, I mean, somebody invited you. And, well, I should even say it. I had no idea I was preaching. I didn't see her. But she went on her cell phone. And I said, someone's on their cell phone, and it's interfering. It was interfering with the anointing coming out. And I didn't see her. I didn't have any idea who it was. And I said something about it, and I found out later that it was, that, but it was so, the impact. See, you're doing that because, because you have to get this at home, too. It's my desire. It's my God. I said, God, keep me going. Because I just, I am, I've experienced the deadness of people. And I so want them to get it. I don't even got it myself. But I know what, what it's done. And the difference between that and just, just casual, casual religion. Casual religion doesn't compromise either. Maybe I should just even say this. I don't know why I'm going to say it. You don't, you don't substitute the word freaking for that other word. You might as well say it. See, there's things like that in your spirit that you go, <laughs> it, it just... <laughs> It's, see, it's no compromise. No. You want to please him when it's real. And there's a huge difference. God said, when I come back, when the rapture comes, am I going to find faith on the earth? Whew, the very first time I read that, I went, oh, oh my gosh, we got to stay in faith. Faith is really believing this stuff. 
and really applying it to your life. So that's why I'm saying we're not into religion. You can get that way. You can get complacent. You can sit here any kind of a church, even like this, full of the Spirit. Stepping on the tablecloth. Uh, can get religious. And I don't want that. You might as well not. It, it's just, you see, and it, and it, it brings that. I've actually seen that in the spirit. A demon puts that across you. Okay. I didn't expect to see all this stuff. But. See, God's word will get you saved. It'll get you healed. It'll get you delivered. It'll get you finances. It'll bring in the finances. It'll get you filled with the Holy Ghost the same way the miraculous conception took place. Because the word of God, for whatever situation you have, is floated in here. Vision. You, she, she uses Habakkuk. You go through. By the way, keep reading the Bible. In fact... If you would tell me, I don't want it displayed, but we had it at least the New Testament from the beginning to the end. And if you accomplish that, we have a present for you. And so you can tell me and you'll get your presents. And it is to pick out something in the bookstore free. (laughs) However, I'm going to challenge you to read the whole thing, the whole Bible this year. Because there is a lot of stuff in here. As you can see, it's, it's examples of what the Lord told us in the New Testament and how people goofed up. There was no leader in the book of Judges, and they were cuckoo. <laughs> I mean, whoo, Sodom and Gomorrah and all the... Oh my gosh, they they were goofy. I mean, even Lot said, "You know what?" So angels came to tell Lot that that get out of there because God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, "Get out, get your family out." And and he said, and and he invited those angels. They appeared as men. He invited them in his house. And the men of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah saw there was a stranger in town. And they said, oh, let us have sexual relations with them. This is in the Bible. Way at the beginning. Let us have sexual relations with the new men in town. And he said, no, no, no. I have three virgins. Was it two or three? Virgin daughters. Now, how sick was that? Here, you can have them instead, but do not harm these men. Whoa, deception, perversion. That was really perverted. Do you see what I mean? You need to read the whole Bible. And see, after Joshua died, that there was no, no leadership of that. And things became very, very twisted. Religion came in to say, 
if you do good works, if yeah, I was, you know, if I if I go to church every Sunday with that, then I'll be sure to go to heaven. Nope. No. Don't make any difference if I, you know, screw around <laughs> the rest of the week uh-huh. or steal or swear or use God's name in vain and all that stuff. Yeah. You'll go to heaven as long as you go to church every Sunday. <laughs> See. I know what I'm talking about. That's all I can say. <laughs> There's a big difference. Be real. And if you can't, ask God, show me how I, can, how I can really be real. And I won't compromise when I'm with, with other people or so that they like me. Laugh at the dirty jokes that they say at work and all that garbage. You, know, you don't compromise. Maybe they, they don't like you anymore. But what difference does it make? Okay, I'm not going to, okay. I, hey, my whole family's coming over to our house. <laughs> okay, first Peter, not my whole family. And hey, thank you, Lacey's family, for being here. I love you guys. I wish you lived here. <laughs> I do. I love every one of you. You, you and hey, uh, Kate, I love that, what you put on Facebook about your linemen. That was so good because she was talking, and I actually thought she was talking about football, and she was talking about him scraping the, the frost off the wires so that you would continue to have heat. You know, this, this has been unusual weather. All I can say was, I see, thank God over and over and over and over for keeping our electricity on. We are all electrics. And when our electricity goes off out there in the country, we have no water. You can't flush the toilets. You can't take a shower. You can't... (laughs) No water. (laughs) Because we have a well, our own well, and our own sewer system. And um, I just thank God. And you know, that furnace never stopped. Yeah. It never stops. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't care how big the pills get. <laughs> we stayed warm, but we kept it at 70. <laughs> you know? Just, I was, oh, thank you, God. All day long, I was like, thank you, God. Thank you for keeping it on. Because the wind could have taken it out. We're on OPPD. See, thank God for those things. Thank you, God. For all, the, oh my gosh, so many things. For the people in this church, for everybody God, constantly feeding us and <laughs> during all this. When, I, I'm, I'm just so grateful. Anyway. Okay, now I want to, okay, then I'm going to end this. <laughs> okay. See, Jesus had to be born of a virgin because a bloodline follows the Father. Do you know that? So Jesus' blood was from God the Father because all the blood from every, any other man on earth was contaminated with, with the sin. Oh, so you know what? Uh, I've heard people say again, why didn't, why didn't they, that, uh, God just destroy the devil? And he could because Adam, that was a legal dominion and authority. Now I could get into something right there. Take, when you become a Christian, you have dominion and authority, and we need to take it. We need to start taking our dominion 
and you know how I know that so well? It's because sometimes I have it. Hey, I got symptoms in my body. Take dominion. Take authority. You got the right to do that. Over your children, over your babies, over your older children. You have the right to take them because that is the enemy doing that. No matter what your children are going through, take dominion. Say, I bind that spirit from doing that. In the name of Jesus. So, uh, okay, here, here's, here's another thing. Your birth certificate gives you the right because you were born on this earth. And Satan is looking for people to use who do not have a birth certificate. Do you hear what I'm talking about? You were born on this earth. Jesus gave us dominion over the earth when he ascended up into heaven. He said, now you go, the great commission. You got the dominion and authority. He did his part. Now we are to do our part. Most people don't know that. Why did God do this to me? He did it. You didn't take, you don't know that you're supposed to take authority over. I don't always do it either. I go, (laughs) Symptoms occur, take dominion. Lack occurs, ask ask God why. There can be reasons for that. There can be, you need repentance or something. Because it isn't God doing it, but it holds it back. That's... That's where it lies. It could even be tithing. It could be given. You got to trust God like Abraham trusted him. With your giving, you got to trust him. Okay, but because we're born on earth, we have dominion and authority, so our birth certificates gives us legal rights to rule and reign on this earth. And I'll just quote it. Revelation 5.10 says, God has made us as kings and priests to our God, and we shall rule and reign on the earth. (laughs) Okay, so 1 John 3.8 says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested on the earth to destroy the works of Satan. Who does he destroy them through? He destroys them through us because he has done everything he's going to do. But if you haven't read the Bible, you haven't come to a church that teaches you that, you're not going to know it. You don't know that you can take dominion over storms. You don't know that you can take dominion over sickness and disease and and your children going astray and, and all these things. See, do you understand? He's done all his part. Now we have a part to do. Oh No, people turn it around and say, Oh, God, why did God do this to me? Why did he do that to my kids? He didn't. They're opening the door. See, all of this is why Jesus had to be born of a virgin, so he could give you all this stuff. There's so much. There's, there's just so much in this. 
See, that embryo in Mary's womb was the pure word of God, and there was no death in him. And that's why he, that's why there was no death in Jesus. You know what? They couldn't even kill him. That's why it says in Isaiah 52, at the end of it, it says he was at the crucifixion, he was marred more than any other man. Any other person who had gone, they couldn't kill him. They kept beating him and beating him and doing all this stuff to him. And they couldn't even kill him. And Because he, he, he even said to Pontius Pilate, he said, he said, no man takes my life from me, but I lay it down myself. They couldn't kill him without him laying it down. So Jesus was born of a virgin so that redemption through his blood could be a reality for us. He's the living God. He's Emmanuel. And that means God is with us, in us, and for us. He's in you. If you are born again, he's in you. And many of you are, but you, there's a lot of knowledge you don't know. So if you listen to someone else that says, well, that's a woman, this is this, and that's that, and woo, they're a cult, and blah, 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 blah. you know what? I mean, I can't help it. You can lay hands on somebody just like this, and they'll fall over. That's God, the power of God working on them. I couldn't do spit without God. Nothing, nothing. I give all glory and honor to God to even to be used. It's such a privilege and an honor to be used in any way. In, in, oh, my gosh. Jesus was equal with God, and he was united with man. That's the incarnation. He's in you if you're born again. Use him. See, as a human being, a deity, he could take on the sin of man's treason and satisfy God. And you know what? His blood is on a mercy seat up in heaven. And when you speak the word, only if you speak the word, say, oh, God, I don't know what I'm going to do because I can't. You know, and see, God never answers my prayers. You must speak the word. The only way you're going to know the word is to get in the word. Just like a couple of scriptures I told you to pray. Luke 2, 37. Huge out of the Amplified. And 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Bind those mind-blinding spirits. I'm not mad at you. I'm just... I love you. I mean, I, you love people so much, you want them to get this. See, in the, okay, one more scripture, Galatians 3, 2, 20. Oh, there's one more that I have to put it up there out of the King James though. Okay, in the mind of God, when Jesus Christ hung on the cross, it was not Jesus that he saw, no. it was the human race. Yes, yeah. yep. Here. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I that's living. It's Christ lives in me. 
And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith. I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Next verse. Therefore, I will not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law and doing good works and religion, if it comes by that, then Christ suffered all that in vain. It's a waste of time. He suffered it all in vain. Do you get it? He fulfilled the law by dying on the cross. Now we have a part to do. We are to be the sons of God on the earth, doing the work of Jesus instead of, I mean, I've been there too. Oh, poor me. Poor me. Oh, I have hurts. Oh, my knee hurts. You know, and, and so, you know what? You're all into yourself. I need money. I need help. I need this. I got to worry about this and that. He, you know, he wants us to go take our place and forget that stuff. If we do forget it, he, he'll take care of it. But I, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I just know this stuff because I've tried it that way and it works. And then I forget and do it the other way. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get in the flesh too much or we haven't had the opportunity to get into the word enough or pray in the spirit enough. It's huge. Stay full of God. You won't be some weirdo. You're going to be better off all the way around. Okay, so, so behold, I bring good tidings of great joy, which be, will be to all people. Why was it such good news? Okay, so I went to church for 40 years, tried the Ten Commandments, memorized them. I remember saying them all the time when I was a little girl and thinking, oh, I can't, I did that, or I did that wrong, I did this wrong, you know what, and always being condemned and and not, not being able to, you couldn't fulfill them. You can't fulfill them. So Jesus fulfilled them for us. <laughs> See, so the, even the Jewish people, they struggled to obey the strictness of the law. And it was impossible to follow it perfectly. Without Jesus, it is. And you know what? He just loves us so much. All you have to do is say, oh, God, I goofed up the other day. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like that. Yeah. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Okay, put up John 3:16. He's a kind, merciful, wonderful, loving God. <laughs> and God, man was separated from God for 4,000 years and he became reunited with him. It's just like you, let, let's say you, you, know, you bought your son a car you know, and gave it to him for Christmas or something, and he went, oh, that's not really what I wanted. I don't like it. You feel bad. God did all this for us, and when we don't use it, but half the people don't know it. Okay, so John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved... Oh, you can just blab this off. 
But he did so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that, whoops, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That everlasting life starts the second you're born again. Go ahead. For God sent his son not into the world to condemn us. People blame God for everything. He didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So I'm just going to say this. There's a huge difference because that's where I could see it. Knowing about God and knowing God. You can read all the books you want. You can know about him. Go to catechism class and get all this information, which I did. Mm-mm. You know, but knowing him is totally different. In fact, the word knowing there, and I don't get embarrassed, but it actually means like a, a husband and wife uniting together. That's what it means. That's how you know God. You're you're attached to him, completely one with him. And it says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door to me, and I want to say this, open the door to me. See, you got the handle on your side. There's no handle on the other side. The Lord won't force it. It's It's like this. But the handle's on the other side. So you got it. He's, he's going, let me in. Let me in. I'll help you. Let me in. I love you. I'm not here to condemn you. I came to save you. I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save it. Open the door to me, and I will come in and eat with him and he with me. See, it's just like, and to me, I, when I saw that verse, You can read about movie stars or about the presidents or or famous people or people from of old, even even the people who were, uh, you know, like doing miracles and all that stuff. You can read about them, but do you know them well enough to invite them over for Christmas dinner? (laughs) The movie stars, the president... I wouldn't want them. <laughs> anyway. But see, that's the way we need to know God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be one with them. They, they should be our best friends. And you know what? The friend in the Greek is a covenant term. And it means a real, it's a real friend who knows all about your defects. But he still loves and accepts you unconditionally. You see, he isn't the one that punishes you. It's the devil. Read this, and it tells you what to do. And if you aren't doing it, you've opened the door to the devil. I used to just push this in the school, too. And I remember they used to, this one girl was, she wasn't from, you know, our our type of church, but but she started uh, drawing it. You know, sin, and you open the door. Oh, no, God did that to me. No, he didn't. God did not do it to you. You've got to read stuff. It's just like if you're, if you're going to go, 
150 miles and you've stolen something, Lonnie's going to pick you up. <laughs> See, so today, if you've never, you know, if you've never made a commitment to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that, that would be the best Christmas present you could give the Lord. Or, you know, maybe sometimes we've stayed away or backslidden or been half in the world, half out of the world. See, those people are not going to go up in the rapture. You know, the best Christmas present you could ever give yourself is to commit your life to the Lord or to recommit your life. And also, the rest of you, make it a habit to get know who you are in Christ. Amen. Keep saying it. I'm the righteousness of God. He became sin for me. He took my sin and made me righteous. As God is, so am I in this world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And it's talking about an anti-Christ spirit. An anti-anointing uh -huh. spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody by being on their cell phone on, can yeah. kill the anointing oh, yes, yeah. in a service. Uh -huh. I didn't see that person, but I picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but that shouldn't be because never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say it. There, there's just so much there. Yeah. Oh, God. Glory. Glory. So, you know, all you have to do. Draw near to him, he draws near to you. See, if you if you've never, I, I, I'm sure that most people, is there anyone here that has never ever said, Lord, be my Lord and Savior? If if you are, I mean, even right now. Let's just let's just say say a prayer. Amen. Jesus. I believe that you died for all of my sins on the cross and that you were raised from the dead and now you are seated at the Father's right hand. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins and I want to give my life to you. Every area of my life, my mind, my will, and my emotions, I give you my heart and ask you to come to live in me and take over where I go, what I say, who I hang around with, what I look at. And what I listen to, every area of my life, take it over, Lord. I submit to you in the name, and I thank you for forgiving me and taking me as your child. Or, you know, if, if you need to even recommit your life, 
because you haven't really been following. And just say, for, I ask you to forgive me, Lord, for being half in and half out. Or, you know what? If you're a sleepy Christian, Come on. Come on. sleepy Christian, Come on. Come on. and it says in Ephesians, awake thou that sleepest, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. We ourselves are an example to other people in every way. This is important to go to a step higher, to yeah. tweak ourselves, to have a vision, yeah. to go, to, to, you know what, this is a new year. You need to, like I said, write something down. And, and let's, let's get into the word. It's so very, very important. Um, I just, uh, yeah. Okay, well, I am finished. <laughs> so um, now, many, most of you are in the Ministry of Helps, and uh, or else if you weren't.